Welcome to season two of Matt Make Zack Watch Horror Movies. Now you may notice a drop in audio quality compared to previous episodes. You see, Matt has fallen into the twilight zone and can only communicate through the ether. But frayed not, dear listener. You are still in store for all the same dreadful jokes, eerie impressions, and terrifying trivia. So, sit back, enjoy the show. Listening to DJ Terror on Radio Slasher. The horror bros are still missing, and it's giving me a lot of tension. <laughs> Silence, George! Anyways, another lost tape has been found. This recording was dated September 5th, 2020. George, did you know the boys knew the Kaido Man? I love Spider Man. No, you buffoon! Kai, of the Man I Love Fun podcast, aka MILFcast, formerly known as the Man I Love Films podcast, aka Groovy Podcast, hosted by inebriated people, Kai with a cracking voice, and Heather who's been touched by Eva! Oh, yeah, I, I totally can hear that. Well, the boys are joined by Kai, where they watch the French film High Tension. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Matt Makes Zach Watch Horror Movies. I'm Matt. And I'm Zach. And I made him watch a horror movie. But this week, it wasn't just me. We were joined by a very special guest. Hi, I'm Kai. Was that good? I nailed it. (laughs) Absolutely killed it. Kai, tell the people who you are and what you do. My name is Kai B. Parker. I'm a uh, an artist, and that's actually how I met Zach. And I'm also a film podcaster. I do a little show called The Milfcast, which is the Man of the Films podcast. One of the best named podcasts of all time. It's, it was meant to be catchy, it's a, and it's actually an it, like it's a play on the letters for film. So we, there's yeah. so many film casts and stuff like that. We want. Oh, I think it's great, man. It works on so many levels. Thank you. I will say, since you haven't been recording, I typed in Milfcast, and there's an actual Milfcast now, and I couldn't find your <laughs> podcast. What the heck are you talking about? There's an actual MILF cast out there, and it's just a bunch of moms on the picture. It's weird. Well, I produce this podcast, you see. and uh... <laughs> You should also, I, I, should, I should warn everyone when I tell them the name, don't necessarily just go Google us, because you will get really weird search results. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kai, tell us a little bit about your, like, backstory with horror and, like, what it means to you and everything. I love the shit out of horror. I, horror was something that attract, like I was attracted to when I was really young because I kind of came up in like the best time. I'm a little older than you guys probably, but um, came up in the best time for like horror with all the like the movie maniacs with like Freddie and Jason and all that stuff. Michael Myers a little bit older than me, but still. And then um, I was always really attracted to movies. There's a time I've always been artistic, so there's a long, a long time I've always drawn, but there was a long time where I was also writing. So and for a while I was even writing screenplays. And then um, at some point I got a little stagnant with writing because you know I was working and raising kids and stuff like that. So I, my wife got me into writing a blog. So I just started writing about films. And from that, we kind of developed the podcast. 
And I've just, I've been obsessed with films for a long time. And I grew up in that time with kids that were like a couple years older than me. So they always had access to shit that I couldn't watch. And I grew up, I think Zach and I grew up in a similar situation. So I was limited on what I was allowed to watch. So I'd always sneak over, spend the night at a friend's house and watch stuff that was inappropriate. And it's like, you know, I'm growing up with like aliens and Freddy Krueger and, and Jason and all that shit. And I just, I loved it. And I, and I like, I like the way horror movies tend to reinvent themselves because horror, bad horror is bad, but good horror is great. I think if there's actually one genre that shines a light on the human condition better than any other, it is horror when it's done well. The problem I is, I agree with you, man. Yeah, it's just not always done well. But if you look at something like Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead or something like that, that, that kind of shines a light back on people. Yeah, when they work in like the, these very human characters on this commentary that means something to the filmmaker instead of just being like, I don't know, we're going to stab them. Yeah. And I'm glad we got, like, we, you can go through a bad phase. We went through that whole torture porn phase of the, the aughts, if that's what the kids <laughs> call it. But, you know, like, I was, one of the films I recommended for this was a movie called uh, Green Room, which is the play on the horror genre. And it, I don't know, there's just so many fun things you can do with, with the genre, and it's entertaining. And then there's the pure, like, just, A, they use humor a lot for tension, which kind of gets you laughing and stuff, and then they rip your heart out. And I don't know many genres that can play with you that much. You know what I mean? It's true. I mean, the, the 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 push and pull of like the humanity of like we always talk about the first half of a horror movie should be its own movie that you would want to watch, and then the horror should creep in. Yeah, you know that way you can like relate to these characters in some way. Like in Halloween, you like Laurie Strode and her friends. You know, in Friday the Thirteenth, you like all those teenagers at the camp. Yeah, but it has to be done right too. Because I've also yeah. been an hour in the movie going like, all right, let's start killing one of these right. annoying. Right. bitches right here because we know this one's gonna die she's a horrible yeah. person you know well, i mean that that's the balance of like you have to make like real characters i i kind of it's one of my biggest pet peeves when the unlikable person is so unlikable that i'm like i'm going to kill them <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally totally i i do kind of like now too where, where you know i don't know how long horror has been around exactly at least 50 60 years longer than that probably but you can people are starting to play on these tropes now too so they're using them a to bring that laughter out of you but b like do different things with them now which i think is it's yeah. constantly reinventing itself and then you've got some like interesting like newer films like it follows or like the guests which are like smaller films that i think are really good too yeah i Just, think there's always horror is also the place where people can go to like kind of make like mission statements and really hone their voice like sam raimi has talked about like oh i oh made a God. horror movie because they're so cheap and everyone will go watch them and you get to do all these different weird things that he, he's no the one will let you do. It. Yeah. Well, but I mean, John Carpenter said the same thing. He's like, Halloween only got made because we were going to kill people. But then within that, I hit all this, we hit all this stuff about like these very human characters, you know? Yeah. Zach has no opinion on any of this. <laughs> No, we named two things he knows about. <laughs> I mean, literally what you said, like, we grew up in a similar way, and I talked about in our first episode, like, I never saw any of the shit. I never had any friends that were like, yeah, come over. Well, Matt is the first person to do that to where it's like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you all of these and show you what it's about. Yeah. It's, it's been a fun journey. And, like, because before, like, I talked about in the first episode, too, I played a lot of, like, horror video games and stuff, so I got desensitized to horror. So that's why I never watched horror movies. It's just, like, what? It, yeah, it's same thing, whatever. So Matt's been taking me through all of them and showing me how, like, higher, higher art they can be and everything. And that's important, too, because, like, you can't compare a horror video game to, like, the experience of, like, a horror movie. It's yeah. Just, there's, yeah. There's no form of art that is more powerful than film because it plays on, it uses music, it uses picture, it uses uh, 
It's a written word. It uses so many things to plan your senses that done well, it will fuck you up. And that's the goal of this. So you've got to go out there and find the good ones. And it's like, for the most part, you guys have picked some pretty good ones for the yeah. most part. For the most part. Oh, yeah. well, do tell, sir. No, I don't. We don't need to rehash this. We did this pre-show, okay? I'm just yeah, going to say yeah, I, yeah. Find, I, I find things questionable. I don't know why Kate Fair is a part of the show. Because it's an interesting, weird movie that I thought would be fun to talk about. Uh. <laughs> well, if, if it was called Matt makes Zach watch interesting, fun movies that he'd like to watch. It's wipe. a horror movie, man. Oh you God. cannot tell me it's not horrific. <laughs> I, I <didn't. laughs> this discussion is horrific. It's not a horror film. It's a thriller. There is. Uh, All right, that's been the show, folks. Oh. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thriller is a It can be spliced with horror if you want it to be. Uh, just like there's sci-fi horror. Uh, <laughs> but we're here to talk about uh, the movie yes. we did watch. Well, what movie did you? Uh, by the way, I love this discussion. I think these discussions are great. This is why I love movies. So if anybody's listening, like, wow, Matt must be pissed. I'm not. I love this. So, <laughs> Oh, no, he's not pissed. He knows Attack yeah. the Block was not a good... I mean, Cape Fear was not a good choice. Attack the Block is a great movie and a good choice. I didn't say it wasn't a good... Okay. What are we doing? What are we doing this week, fellas? Well, you picked the movie this week. What movie did you think... Zach should see. Okay, so we we kind of mentioned this before the show too. So it's a lot of responsibility. Like I'm sure I'm sure you felt it, Matt. Like he has not seen so many goddamn things. There's so yeah. many to show him, but you don't want to show him shit. And then there's stuff that like you guys have done. They live, which is something that's maybe not the best, but like it's so campy fun, and everybody that yeah. loves it loves it. So it was hard. I I had recommended. I gave him a few options. I recommended Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Living Dead, which are two of my favorite. I only can give Dawn of the Dead and Night of the Living Dead remakes props on that one. And then I mentioned, I think, uh, Green Room, the one I mentioned a few minutes ago, but um, I said, if you really want to get fucked up, we should go watch some French films. Because the one thing you guys have... Specifically from this era, yeah. Yeah, you guys have not really branched out into foreign. So, like, you know, if you watch, like, there's Japanese horror and there's French horror, and they all do it differently, man. It's crazy. And the French... I, I Having rewatched this, I feel a little bad because it's not as... In, it's a good warm-up for Zach. But um, I chose... Yeah. I chose the I, Alexander Aha movie uh, High Tension for him. A, a movie that I described to Zach as, oh, he's going to try to break... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this movie will, but it might. It's more than the movies we've watched. I will yeah. say, despite like what you guys said, like pre-show and everything, maybe this wasn't the best choice. It is different than anything else we've watched, from my eyes at least. How, how so? Just out of curiosity, I don't know if you want to go more into that as we progress, but I'm curious in what way, because it is in a lot of ways like a standard horror film. I feel like this is the movie that we've watched that took itself the most seriously, I guess. Yeah. Because all the other movies... I, I like trash. This is, like, French <laughs> art. So... Because, <laughs> like, all the other horror movies we've watched, like, I thought were going to be serious, but I was finding myself, like, laughing and enjoying them, like, Halloween and stuff. Like, there's funny moments in it, and I never thought I would enjoy horror movies in that way this was the first one that was like oh this is a horror horror movie okay yeah <laughs> oh this is like what people who say they don't like horror this is the movie they are talking about yeah <laughs> well and, and again like there's there's movies like frontiers or inside from the french if you really want to see some fucked up bloody shit go check those out they're also good but this one is like a like um a fun little movie that kind of started me on my journey into the french side of horror films so i thought it'd be a good one to, for him to check out. I haven't gone too deep into the French side of things, so I'm curious to talk to you maybe towards the end of the podcast on like what other ones you might recommend. Okay. Maybe we could have you on as our French correspondent anytime we're going to do a French <laughs> movie. 
Oui, oui. We now just try the Eiffel Tower. That's a horrible accent. You shouldn't have that hard. Uh, too late. <laughs> if you listen to more episodes of our show, we apologize to a lot of people for the accents we do. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, what I should mean, say, Zach? you guys have a wonderful <laughs> back and forth. I, I've been listening to the show and lead up to this, and I, I like you guys back and forth. It's fun to listen to. Oh, oh, well, thank you, man. It's no milk ass, but it's good, man. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I, I get it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, shall we? I think we should start uh, diving in. And we got to start with my favorite segment of the whole show. Zach, how fast can you summarize this movie? <laughs> I, uh, I wrote down as we were watching some some jokes may not line up as well now that I know what happens at the end, but <laughs> keep that in mind. <laughs> All right, I'll start the timer whenever you're ready. Hey, right, count me down, Matt. All right, three, two, one, go. All right, we're on a fun road trip movie. As I thought, two girlfriends driving down the French uh, the French wilderness. Countryside. What? Countryside. 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 Uh, the countryside, <laughs> French countryside. There's stuff. They're just having a fun no road trip. That's that's really <laughs> badly dubbed. You're they're, still in the first five minutes. They're, they're going to meet the parents. Uh, we're at the house. We got a doll. We got rust. We got crappy peeling wallpaper. <laughs> weird pictures of butterflies. Old wood. It's a horror movie house. Why is she jerking off to reggae? I don't know. <laughs> then out of nowhere. What <laughs> out of How do nowhere. you do it? <laughs> Sorry. Out of nowhere, this greasy goblin of a man commits the greatest horror movie sin in my eyes. He kills the good boy, and that's not okay. He killed the dog. That's not good. And then uh, he kills the, the whole girl's family or whatever. I don't care. Uh, he kidnaps Alex and Marie. And, uh, or wait, no, Marie just jumps in after he kidnaps Alex, and they're going on another road trip. They stop at a gas station, and the slime ball does my man Jimmy dirty while he's getting the classic horror movie drink, Jim Bean. Please sponsor us, by the way. Uh, slime ball then drives off with Alex, and Marie turns into Kurt Russell, gets a nice muscle car and a gun. Uh oh, slime ball has the upper hand and magically took the bullets from her gun somehow. Don't know how that happened. Crash, bam, kablow. Now it's slime ball v Marie. Slime ball gets the first strike then bam marie comes in and fishes him off uh-oh detectives find out that she was slime ball the whole time and then <laughs> slime ball marie just goes alex alex it's me the whole and then just stabs her uh she stabs her and then they lock her up in the end that was, that if was that amazing. made any sense you should have said spoiler alert you should have said spoiler alert but uh. i don't think anybody <laughs> could make any sense of what yeah. you said that's just how fast I can remember what happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that segment is. All right, one minute, 44 seconds. Cool. And 44 best, seconds was worst. the driving through the countryside. Yeah. Because <laughs> I couldn't think of the word countryside. <laughs> it's the wilderness, same thing. At least it wasn't our um, trick-or-treat episode. That one was like seven minutes long. Yeah. That's more difficult. Yeah. When it's individual segments, it gets tough. <laughs> Yeah. All right, but I think it's uh, time to jump in to uh, high tension in depth. So uh, dubs are funny. That's what I've remembered this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I, I like Matt prepared me. He was like, all right, oh, it's gory. It's okay if you don't want to watch the whole thing. We'll see. And then it opens up and I hear 
we're almost at my parents' house, sleepyhead. And I just immediately start laughing. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this to give them a little bit of credit. Um, Like, well, first of all, I had to go find this movie and I I own it, but I don't have my DVDs out anymore because it's 2020. Mm. um, And I'm trying to protect them like everything else. No. Uh, So I have them in a box up in my garage and it's hot. So I wasn't going to go out there. So I went to one of those like free streaming sites because it wasn't available on on any sites. Yeah. So I was trying to find one of those. The only problem was every version they had is the French version. And I don't speak French, despite my great accent. See, and I couldn't find a version that wasn't dubbed. Yeah, you have to find the Lionsgate version to get the dub. So when I finally found it, it was on Prime with ads. I had to watch it with ads, which is a weird thing to splice in like a commercial like three times into that movie. We experienced that same thing. Oh, wow, decapitation. Would you like to take a boner pill? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So the one thing I'll give them credit for is I like that they did the dub where they also go into speaking French because I think a lot of foreign people do that here. And I like I I work with people that are Mexican and they go into Spanish while they're talking. You know what I mean? Like I I thought that gave it a little bit of realism. I also don't know how much it was in the the non-dubbed version, but in the dubbed version, I, I like that they say like, oh, my family just moved here from America. So that's why none of us speak French, but you have a French accent. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's kind of a clever, like, little, like, clear rewrite. <laughs> Which, that that's what threw me off, because I was like, I just want them all to have French accents. These right. really bad Americans. Or, or like, no French accents. <laughs> yeah. One or the other. Because it was the American <laughs> accents that were just, like, making me laugh my ass off the whole time. Oh, and and the killer's noises. I loved his nose. Okay. I don't think those were dubbed. I think that's just what that guy sounds like. <laughs> but it was just so funny. Yeah, yeah. That guy, the, the the guy in that, he just reminds me of the kind of guy that, like, for fun, just stands and like rubs his belly button in the circular motion. <laughs> you know, What's wrong with that? that's not weird. That's how that guy relaxes. You just described Matt. Yeah, come on. <laughs> There's nothing weird about that. <laughs> that's what matt does while we record the podcast it's yeah. <laughs> doing it right now right now that must so been really weird me talking on. about it while you were doing it no i didn't throw my shirt down hurriedly and hope no one saw <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but so. yeah so we're introduced to a couple of gal pals mm-hmm. definitely nothing going on there I just good friends and roommates do you end up do you ever um google the actors in the film just real quick like when you're watching something, look at my mind, be check out the cast, stuff like that. I have to wait um, until after we record the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I thought it was interesting. One of the girls is one of those one name stars. She only has one yeah. name. I don't know why I wanted to insert that here, but I just thought I'd let you guys know. I, I always find that always throws me off because I, I thought during the opening credits, I was like, is that why did they name an actor and then the studio again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's her one name? That's a good question. It's not like I committed it to memory. I don't have check the cast list up. I normally do. Come on, um, you guys are the experts. I'll find it here. I'll, <laughs> I'll find it. I got high attention. Where is it? Starring? May Win. My Win. M-A-I with the little two dots over it. W-E-N-N. Oh. <laughs> Which one was she? She's the friend, not the main girl. Oh, okay. Alex. Alex! <laughs> Alex! Alex! <laughs> Yeah, Best so part of the movie. picking your belly button. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I love and hate that in this movie. Clearly, like Mar- Marie is in love with Alex. Um, from the start, you can really tell that they're they're quote unquote roommates and good friends. I think that's something interesting to see in a horror movie, especially in the early two thousands, when I feel like 
uh, horror movies and movies in general were maybe their most homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Everyone you get a lot more of that. Weird. You get a lot. That's the cool thing about foreign films is they're a lot more open to things. Yeah, like yeah. But I, I like their their interplay. Like as actresses, they have they have they have good chemistry. Like I believe that they're friends again, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, that because like as we were watching, I kept making that joke to you because I thought it was just uh, they're friends in the movie and the movie doesn't want to commit to it all the way so they're oh, just sad. like oh they're friends but then the ending happens my good sweet boy we can't have nice things come on <laughs> <laughs> i was like wow so progressive oh okay then <laughs> i just remember at the end of the podcast zach was just like is this is this really problematic? <laughs> <laughs> well, because after we watched Silence of the Lambs, we had that whole discussion. Yeah. So, And we haven't watched anything else that we're like, is this a problem? <laughs> I mean, it's that tough thing where, I mean, like two of my favorite things are horror movies in general and the James Bond franchise. And I'm like, it's just problems all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so. But, but I I like the two of them together. I I buy that Marie is like clearly like secretly in love with her, and they're going home to uh, meet Alex's family. One more thought, just on the whole love side of this. So, and I don't know if I'm tripping on something you guys want to talk about later, but this film had another name originally. Oh, I love the British name. Okay, I so think that should have been the name. Okay, but tell tell me what it is. Switchblade Romance. Okay, so that's such a great name. That's a badass yeah. name. Yeah, that is. That sounds like a Tarantino film. Yeah. But yeah. My, my question is, does that give you a little too much away? No, because from the start you can tell that she has feelings for her of some kind. You know, I wouldn't like have thought about it. I was yeah, like, I what, didn't is, what is my I, attention I have to do like, with anything? Oh, Oh, the twist is going to be that she's in love with her. And that's why she's trying to save her. And they're going to wind up together. That'll be nice. The first time I watched this. <laughs> but no, no good things. <laughs> See, and and I, re I remember, so they're obviously in the beginning, they come to the house, they get settled in, right? She meets the family briefly and they show her to her room and she starts uh, masturbating to reggae. Like you put something <laughs> Which in retrospect probably is a little weird, but in the film I was like, oh, that's a cool song. I should like uh, Shazam that. But um, <laughs> wow. <I> was, <laughs> Reggae makes me happy. My made her too like, happy. I yeah, yeah, made her a little too happy. When I I remember when I watched this originally, feeling like she was masturbating about her friend in that scene. But when I watched it this yeah, time, I, I didn't get that implication for some reason. I I think that's what it's supposed to be because she just saw her alone in the shower and she like stared at her a little too long. That was it, the shower scene. Yeah. So I, I I think that's what they were trying to imply, and then you know, with no knowing the twist now, <laughs> they're clearly trying to imply like. Oh, well, she starts doing that and thinking about how much she loves her friend right as the killer arrives at the house, you know? See, for, for me, all I saw was, like, she was looking at the, the wind was knocking outside. She was looking at peeled wallpaper, and she lay down on a rusty, horror-ass movie bed. And then all of a sudden, reggae music started playing. And the just... loudest bed in the world. Everyone in that house heard it. <laughs> that's, why Marie, that's why Alex had to put earplugs in. Like... Yeah, that's the, country, that's the countryside. That's, like, a whole other kind of quiet. That's not city yeah. quiet. That's not suburbs quiet. That's quiet out there. And then you got rusty bed. No way they didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, so I was focused more on the fact that this is such a tonal change. What is happening? <laughs> yeah. I do wish we got a little more time with uh, Alex's family. But, like, I also get that that's not the focus of the film. Because, like, they're pretty 
like well drawn like immediately like they're using smart shorthand for everybody but i i just wish like their their deaths would have a little bit more impact if we got like one more scene with them i think well i disagree i like honestly the they, they serve well first of all the mother's a bitch all she does is tell that kid to go away there's, there's two <laughs> scenes between him and she's like go, no go to sleep everything's cool the dad's a fucking moron he answers the fucking door okay you don't answer right. the door you use the people do something you don't answer the door well he didn't okay. open the door he they don't have a people they have the the window that opens so you can okay see you don't do that and yeah. then go stand right next to it where the guy can obviously reach you. yeah that's like you <laughs> but, going to a jail and putting the keys happen. yeah and then and then the kid's pretty much annoying he just wants to wear his cowboy outfit and like shut the fuck up so like yeah they serve i think no purpose the kid's only there to make us feel but, bad but they could serve a purpose if they they gave us a little bit more time with them but i also understand that that's not the point of this movie the point of this movie is the relationship between alex and Lily. yeah because that's yeah. what i said with you like while we're watching i was like okay they're going through the family real quick aren't they yeah <laughs> also this movie is 90 minutes as like most movies should be yeah. so they kind of have to like economy of storytelling which i really appreciate and there's not a flat part in it really like, yeah it's, it's, it's this movie fucking moves yeah and, and they do they they really divide it into the three acts of happy part killer arrives chase yeah. like the, this movie is 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 really efficient and simple in that way but yeah so like i i'm torn on it because it's that thing of like i could use like two minutes like one two minute them at the dinner table with her family or something but that's not the point so like i get it yeah because i guess i didn't think about it until now like there's some movies that we've watched where the whole time i'm just like uh when it, how much longer do we have left like, what was the one that we watched that was, like, three hours? The Shining? The, uh, I like The Shining, though. I, I just remember there being one that, like, dragged on. I was like, when is this going to I mean, end? I think you felt that way about The Blair Witch Project. Oh, but... I felt a lot of things about The <laughs> Blair Witch Project. Okay, this is a whole other thing. That's a good, scary-ass movie. Thank you. Mm. It's or I'll, I'll go solid. It's a solid, scary movie. I'll go one better. I'll say great like I did the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, high tension is what I'm feeling right now. Yes. <laughs> oh, on a, just one note about the little brother, though. I really want him to hang out with this, the, the little boy from Parasite. I feel like they get along really well. <laughs> we haven't watched that. I don't know what that You means. really should. It's, it's a really good movie. I wish we could do it for the podcast. You but should, I still, I still don't know what genre it is. Yeah, they're all great. You We're guys, definitely going to do the host at some yeah, point. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, do the host. <laughs> I, I love I love I'm part of the bonk hive, so <laughs> but uh yeah from there like now we're in it this movie just starts moving at a clip man he shows up and he's just dropping fools <laughs> I, I will say because of the twist it's not as much of a problem as I had with it while we watched the movie but while we were watching the movie I was like there's no way this fucking goofy guy knows is that smart to where he's checking the sink and hanging a flashlight yeah. from from a rope. Yeah. Uh, the whole That's time why it was, was bothering me so much. I was trying to reassure you without being like, no, 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 they're gonna explain how. Trust me, there's a twist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be. It, well, maybe he is. <laughs> it's interesting that she thought to do that, like to go over and do that to sink, because that's something I haven't seen in a horror movie. That's really yeah. detail oriented, and it was interesting. And the fact that he does check it plays off because of the twist yeah. I, I also at that point when she it was in that scene trying to hide from in the room was the first time i was going this is why it's still nice to have films when they cell phones weren't so prevalent 
we, you know, we, we talked about that. It was like 2002. What a time. Like, yeah. Any time like, before 2006, you can be like, they just don't have them. Yeah. And you could, or you could, you could have easily done the thing of, man, I don't have any fucking service out here. Your parents live in the boonies, you know, that right. whole bullshit. But then you spend half the movie trying to find service and it takes kind of the fun out of it. There's no phones but, in this. Let's just get I, down. I, I love that they address the phones every time she goes hunting for one. Yeah. I think that's great. I, I think this movie is like a, a a really cool slasher. Like, I really love it. Until a point. Uh, <laughs> and that point is the last 10 minutes of this fucking movie. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I love the kills in this movie. I think they're they're really creative. I love decapitating the dad with a dresser. I think that's, that oh, is I, something I had never seen before. Especially, <laughs> like, no, no, no. I actually like the pushing his head through yeah. the bars of the stairs so he can't get away and then doing that. It's so him. fucked up. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because you can get your head through. It's almost impossible to get it out. You ever yeah. like that, that idea? Like, I could get through this, but I know my ears aren't letting me go backwards. Yeah. So, it's yeah. such a, a, a little, like you said, like just detail oriented. Yeah. Because, like, what, what I told you, Matt, while we were watching it, like the effects in it were really good when. He cuts the throat of the mom uh, the last time her like neck opens. It's not just like red blood all of yeah. a sudden starts yeah. spilling out. It like opens up and well, then starts and, scurrying. And then like he, he doesn't just stop her from making the call. He cuts off the hand the phone is in. Yes. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> I, the only part I hate is the blood squirting from the jugular onto the, the closet doors where she's oh, hiding. But I, I do too, but I always imagine someone off camera squirting blood well, yeah. onto the closet, so I get taken it's, out of it every time. It's like the bit in Texas Chainsaw where uh, um, Leatherface kills the brother in the wheelchair, and he's getting sprayed with the blood, and it's real cool. And then if you listen to Toby Hooper, he's like, oh, I had a ketchup bottle, and I was just off camera, and I was like, don't get this in your mouth. Like, <laughs> Why would I not want ketchup in my mouth? <laughs> Oh, it was like weird fake blood that was like three days old or something. Like, it's <laughs> uh, ketchup. I'm in. Sorry, I'm not a ketchup fan. So, what do you eat French, French fries with? Mayonnaise? Are you French? No, I, I I like it on fries. I don't like it on a lot of other things though. I didn't. Put it, I don't put it on my cereal and shit. I just happen to like ketchup. I I would leave ketchup like off a burger. Like that's the level of ketchup that I'm at. It's gray zone, but I'm an okay. But I will eat it with fries. You have to have ketchup with fries. Yeah, I, I feel like you need me in your life just to tell you how you're doing. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little me to keep in your pocket, pop out and go, nah, don't All right. Do All right. This seems like a good plan. I'm just going to keep you on speed dial and be like, hey, man. Uh, oh, don't call me. No, okay. <laughs> he comes you to you when he wait. wants to. <laughs> <laughs> you text. What year is it? <laughs> that enough phones? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, just, but then here's where with the twist, I'm like, ah, I don't know if I like this movie. Is then she goes upstairs and finds Marie and she's all tied up in like the most brutal and realistic, like tie up in a movie ever that oh, just yeah. like makes me uncomfortable. Great chain work. Um, the thing in her mouth is so tight. I, th I thought it was a pickle like, oh. at first. I was really confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it, he brought one of those. Like, it's not something you find lying around. Yeah. yeah. That makes it creepier. Yeah. But again, with the twist, I'm like, where did she get that? Like, <laughs> yeah, what was in her bag? Where did this truck come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she rode with her. What? Oh, my God. I didn't think about this. No, This movie just forget. Like, clearly, like, they were just like, 
And I think Alexander Aja has <laughs> talked about it a little bit, where he's just like, I don't know, we just thought it would be cool for the twist. People were talking about this, <laughs> you know, like they clearly didn't think the twist through the whole time because multiple times people interact with her and him in different places at the same time. How did like how did she go and shoot the little brother while she was talking to to Alex? I don't recall that scene well enough. I know there's ways you could do it. They just focus on something going on in another room, but I, I they don't. don't. She, yeah. The two of them watch him get shot through a window and then interact with each other. Well, and the car pulls up while she's masturbating. So unless that thing's one of those new Teslas. Well, that's, one of, that's one of those it's in her head things. I, I would give the movie some of that. Like anytime, like it does some stuff. I, I don't like the twist at all, but at least the twist would have worked if they had thought about like spatial geography and awareness and stuff a little bit more. <laughs> but then like some stuff they actually think through really well. Like um, when she comes in and the dog doesn't attack her, that's great. Like you think the dog is going to attack this guy that just attacked the dad and then he doesn't. Because it's her. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. And he is never aware that there are other where of where people are until she sees them. Then he will come in and kill them. See, why why do you think about those things so hard, but not the other things? That's what kind of drives me nuts. This is what I like. Like if you go back and watch something like Fight Club, like which I assume you guys know. Fight Club plays by its rules. I know, but they do so many little things like that that are interesting. And I didn't even think of those two you just mentioned. So I'm giving them respect for doing that. I'm just saying. Like, how do you not think about, yeah, spatial geography? Yeah, yeah. Because at least for me, like, when the twist happened, when the detective played back the tape, and I was like, oh, (laughs) was the killer going to, like, frame her and, like, cut out the part where she's in it? (laughs) And she walks up, and I go, is this a joke? Is it, did this, <laughs> you were so mad be, because, so was I <laughs> because they, like to me like being someone who's never like I'm not familiar with the tropes I like and I know nothing about this movie they didn't do any good job of hinting towards that so when it happened it just made me mad and then when when later when she's chasing after Alex it cuts back to the killer dude i'm like wait so he is real like i didn't know what was happening that's what makes me wonder if it was a twist that was there at all or if like maybe somebody from the studio was like oh rewrite it or reshoot it or like we need something that's going to be marketable we should probably tell people what the twist is at this point rather than talk about it without yeah so spoilers they're the same the the call was coming in from from inside the house they're the same person like (laughs) yeah so the creepy old killer guy ends up to be the girl that showed up with her in the beginning yeah, and yeah. I do okay. So first of all, you have got to eliminate sixteen or what year is this one again? Two thousand two thousand two is at least when it comes out in America. Okay, so subtract eighteen years of horror films that you've seen. Right. Okay. Go back to seeing it fairly around the time it came out. You're coming off of things like all the M Night films, all the twist films. Yeah. And then you're coming off a slew of the ones that did them bad. In, in that regard, at the time, having seen this, I remember feeling like it was done. It was pretty cool. It caught me off guard. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I do uh, watching it this time, the way they show it, which is he basically kills a guy with an axe to the chest in a in a convenience store or gas station mart, whatever. And then it cuts to the cops looking at the tape, and she's doing it. And it just yeah. gives it away in one second, and it's not. It's pretty blunt. It's I, a pretty throw off twist. I, I will give them that. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say. Like almost 20 years ago, it was kind of cool, but yeah, it didn't feel that way this time. It felt very forced. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is clearly one of those things of like, oh, we've got this great idea for a slasher, but everybody makes a slasher. What can be our thing that we do to it? And some people find really fun, new, inventive waves like 
Wes Craven with the Nightmare on Elm Street, where he's like, what if the killer got you in your dreams? Like, that's a simple base hook that turns yep. all of genre conventions on its head four years after the genre was invented, you know? Yeah. As opposed to this, which is kind of a cheap thing just to be like, like you said, like it's, it, it's M. Night Shyamalan and his bad period. Like, yeah. We're like, oh, you didn't think out the twist. You either wrote backwards from the twist and didn't think about the rest of the movie, or you just were like, we need a twist. Throw one in. Yeah, because I think, too, like, what I love about certain twists in movies is when it happens, and I'm like, wait, what? And I still can't comprehend, like, I have to think about it more even after seeing the movie. It changes the entire context of the film. Yeah, because this one, the second I saw her in the video, I knew exactly what they're doing and what was going on, and that's what ruined it for me. Like, The Shining, when it's like, he is he a ghost or something? Like, showing him back in like the 20s or whatever that right. i still don't even know what like what that is i, I mean, don't like, even know if that's a twist or if stanley kubrick was just like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it's just stuff like that like the second i saw it and knew yeah. exactly what was happening to me that's not a good twist i, I right. will say and another thing we kind of glossed over too like just to go back what's like at the very beginning you get that she's running through the woods she's all bloody and cut up she runs onto a highway a car barely misses hitting her she runs up to the glass bloody banging for help so they paint her like the victim out of the gate, yeah. which is another cool throw that I that we didn't mention. I thought just throw in there too. Yeah, I like that. And she's like, what does she say when she wakes up? She says like, oh, I had this dream where I was getting chased by a killer, but then the killer was me. Yeah. So she basically tells you right there. Yeah. It's kind of so there's little sprinkles throughout that are kind of cool. Another question I just thought of. Jimmy was looking at something in the convenience store. What was he looking at then? If she was, I assume the she's crawling around on the floor. <laughs> Like, I, I do love to picture all the things she would just have to be doing because <laughs> she has to go in, be like, please call the police and then stand up and go like, hi, Jimmy. <laughs> Can I uh, get some Jim Beam? <laughs> oh, no, call the police, call the police. <laughs> <laughs> or like during the chase, is she in the front of this truck going, vroom, vroom, I'm going to get you. No, no, I'm going to get you. Oh, <laughs> I want to oh, see. Wow, you just missed it, but it was an explosion. I want to see this cut of the movie real bad. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like with the twist, where did that truck come from? You need to then like show the truck in the background. It's just the car they drove up in or something. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and then it is the whole wreck which causes half her blood. Is that all? That never happened. Right. There's no way is she's that, driving both cars. So what? is that just a justification for her injuries in her own mind? Because she probably got hurt fighting the whole family, fighting her. Like there's stuff that we see, like noises we hear off screen. There are people who are alive a little bit longer and kind of you could assume maybe they fought back. So is this her brain's way of saying, like, oh, this is how you got hurt? That seems like a good justification of it. I mean, the, most of these like dual personality movies you typically are seeing, yeah. they're seeing projections of themselves while they're doing other things. We just, this film doesn't do that thing where it cuts to them doing it while they're seeing the thing. Right. Which I, I kind of like, but then you have to really think out everything else. And I mean, this is a smaller budget movie than something like Fight Club or Rear Window. Spoilers for those movies. But, uh, you know. So, like, maybe it's just budget and time just affects those things. Because literally until, like, the last 10 minutes of this movie, it's, like, a really, like, solid, like, B-plus, A-minus slasher. Uh-huh. And then that happens, and I'm like, this movie is a C-plus. <laughs> <laughs> I should say, like, I like this movie. I don't love it because, like, the twist is, like, why? And also, like, oh, also, she went killer and homicidal because she's a gay. You know, it's like, hmm. Mm, that's not great like <laughs> yeah 
because the, the one change like to your point of like the time and budget and stuff the one change that i would do is like once we know that she's the one doing the killing just show her from then on out because that's yeah cause, i don't need to cut back to the guy every yeah time. that's what kept confusing me i'm like so wait he is real there's two people like what what no but i think the idea is that she has to defeat him and then when she approaches her at the end she's herself finally is what they're trying to get across yeah there's lots of cool symbolism stuff i just you know it's just poorly executed yeah, yeah. i mean it's all there yeah because she already had defeated him by like killing him off so at that point it's like we know what's happening at least from an audience perspective audience uh perspective we we know what's going on we know we get it so switching back to him if it kept cutting back and because it only cuts back to her holding the buzzsaw thing like once it didn't like keep cutting back and forth or anything it was just mostly the uh, maniac guy so that also doesn't sell me on yeah the associating she's the killer because i need time to process that and feel like okay she's the killer and like believe that like it wasn't enough time showing her doing the things yeah i think you're right that would be a, an easy fix that would improve this movie back up to like a b minus for me <laughs> i think we could agree this could easily be redone very well yeah yeah i mean literally like if you just ended at the car crash and she's like i saved you end of movie i'd be like wow that was a really solid fucking slasher that was cool like again not like best horror movie of all time but like simple premise really well executed one of like the directors who i think has gone on to be like one of the driving voices of modern horror wow yeah it was really be, eloquently stated really cool it, it would be like when you see like something like assault assault on precinct 13 by john carpenter you're like it's not the best movie ever it's not even the best john carpenter movie ever but it's really cool to see like oh this is like the origin story of this filmmaker you know yeah I think we got all of our opinions out on the movie on that. Yeah. That would be a good segue to move into behind the scenes and critical reception. Yes. So it seems like we all liked this movie fine. I found out something interesting. Do you know who does not like this movie at all? Uh, Him, the director? No. Oh, no. Uh, he okay. likes this movie. Okay, good. Um, famed author and poor man Stephen King, Dean Koontz. Orange uh, County's Dean Koontz? Yes. He apparently fucking hates this movie because it... I guess it bears a striking resemblance to one of his books. <laughs> oh my God, Dean. <laughs> no, no, no. Like people have like asked him about it and he hates this movie because the people are like, it, it is apparently really close to like one of his books or short stories. And um, when people ask him like, why don't you sue? And he said something along the lines of why would I want to, own 10% of a piece of shit or something. <laughs> <laughs> then people would just associate my short story with this terrible movie I don't like. <laughs> That's so funny. Dean, Dean Koontz is prolific, man. You're probably not going to throw a like, stone in the horror genre and not hit something he's waded into. You know what I mean? Oh, the guy's yeah, got so yeah. many goddamn books. I mean, it's it's Simpsons did it, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, I mean in some ways, this movie is reminiscent of... I'm trying like it's, it's reminiscent of movies like Maniac. It's reminiscent of movies like um uh it kind of reminds me of Duel at some points with the car chases, you know, like it's just drawing on genre so much that I, I'm sure it, you know, and uh, maybe that's why they add the twist is then Dean Koontz can't sue. <laughs> <laughs> but for me and the listeners who don't know who is Dean Koontz. Dean Koontz is a horror writer that actually lives in Orange County. I, I used to read his books a lot. He, he used to find him like up at the book aisle at the grocery store. And he's almost like kind of like James Pat Patterson or whatever. Like he's got so many fucking books. And they're, so I've read some that are really good. They deal in horror and, and supernatural and stuff like that. 
he uh, lives in Orange County and writes about Orange County. That's why he said, I grew up in Huntington Beach. And he would always like when he would describe the, them driving, they'd be going up the 405 near streets that I knew. So I, that was part of like what attracted me to him. But That's he's really like, cool. he could have easily been Stephen King if he'd sold off all his stories and made movies off of them. I think he's he's certainly up there. He's not as his yeah, I, grades aren't the same as as yeah. great, you know. But there, I, I there's think a lot of said, like 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 James Patterson. He's like the James Patterson of like horror writers. They're yeah. really good. They're totally solid. But like the best Stephen King's book is not as good as like the best Stephen King book. You know. I read one called The Face of Fear that I loved, and I think it may have been a TV movie. It was about a guy that ran a climbing magazine, and he had had a fall on like one of those big mountains, and he was scared to climb now. Right. He developed the fear of it. Uh, he gets stuck in a building with his girlfriend, a high rise, and there's a maniac downstairs working his way up. And he, I think the only way out is if they go climb down the building. It was a really, cool, a really story. cool movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's an awesome book. That That's my one like fun fact for this movie is Team Code Saints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause when you guys first mentioned him, I was like, wait, so is he a guy to make fun of or is he good at stuff um, i mean yeah. the, the, the easy joke is always like as i said he's not as good as stephen king because yeah they, you know that's that that's the gag and he has <laughs> so many but look i'll google this right now let's figure this out how many books does he he might have more books than stephen king which is really impressive and stephen king writes daily yeah Dean Jones. i will find it you guys talk amongst yourselves <laughs> so mad <laughs> how's it going <laughs> pretty good I, I, I googled how many books Dean Koontz, and they said at least 11. It literally <laughs> showed <laughs> the, the main, the yes. primary Google response, you know, the big box, the big search box that pops up says at least 11. <laughs> That's the best answer ever. That's am, the answer I'm going to give for everything from now on. Sure, my story. <laughs> how many movies have you seen? At least 11. At least 11. <laughs> <laughs> how many books have you read? At least 11. He also looks like the way they drew Dr. Octopus in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> With the glasses and everything. Yeah. I didn't look, I didn't look that up. Well, and he doesn't go as dark as most other horror authors. I think that's why a lot of people knock him. Yeah. That's his other thing. Is like St Stephen King will have a book where a clown eats a child and the family cries for 30 pages. And Dean Koontz will be like, I don't know, a black dog showed up and then... Everything was okay. So here's, here's some movies based off of his stories. Odd Thomas from 2013. Phantoms. You were the bomb in Phantoms, Joe. I do like Phantoms. Watchers <laughs> with Corey Haim. Uh, yeah, and it's pretty much like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. He. Um, what's that actor? There's an actor that's like in everything. I think he died recently. I can't think of his name, but he looks like someone trying to cosplay him. <laughs> <laughs> the picture I have next to at least 11, he looks like he has Lego hair. Like, remember, you just put the yeah. Lego hair, like, right it's on top like of it. like down. Mm -hmm. He looks like if Stephen King had a bad day. <laughs> Anywho, he's got a lot yeah. of books. Yeah, there's not a ton of behind-the-scenes stuff, but I will say... You mentioned torture porn earlier, Kai. Mm -hmm. And I think the most interesting thing about this movie is this is part of what's kind of the precursor to it in a lot of ways. Yes. Um, uh, it's part of what's called the New French Extremity, which is doing like gore and over-the-top violence and all and, and, and torture that, that's so prevalent in this movie, but executing it in these artistic ways and trying to really say something with it. And then it comes across to America and it becomes torture porn. And it's like, I don't know. Um, 
human centipede like yeah what if we did it but not as good like some of them are are good or at least interesting like saw and like maybe the first hostile are at least interesting uh, I, 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 I would say I would say Saw is like good. Hostel is great. I always loved the premise that Eli Roth yeah. came across a there was a site where you could go online and shoot someone in another part of the country <laughs> and they would donate their life because they were so poor it would feed and and give their family things. They would sacrifice they were that poor. Okay. That's a great premise. And he took it to another level as Eli Roth is known to do. But this is also like right before you started getting uh Rob Zombie. Yeah. Uh, all of the, you know, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, you got um, my favorite. The, the one movie I wanted to recommend for this was The Descent or Dog Soldiers, which yeah. are both by, um, I'm blanking on his damn name. The guy who did Hellboy last year. Um, I just said I Neil Marshall? Him. Neil Marshall, thank you. Yes. Um, great filmmaker, great films, but there's they, they had a name for him. There was like a handful of guys that came out that were doing those really bloody films at that time. It was, yeah. And then Hostel comes out and they kind of coined the term. Yeah. Because they were the, what was it, the Splat Pack? Something like was that. Was their nickname, yeah. Something dumb. <laughs> and then Hostel, because you've got Cabin Fever, you've got The Descent, you've got The First Saw, and then Hostel comes out and a reviewer refers to it as, like, some bullshit, it's just torture, it's just torture porn. Um, yeah. I think that movie's got a little more on its mind. I don't think it's very good, but it's got more on its mind than a lot of the uh, ones that come after it. But um, The New French Extremity is, is, is the, the thoughtful precursor. That then all of those guys watched these movies like this and Martyrs, and there were a couple you named before. Don't say Martyrs. Martyrs is the only film I won't watch. I've read the premise many times. I I refused. I have three um, films. I watched part of it. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so I have. Unless I someone have, asks us to watch it for the podcast, I'm set. Like. <laughs> and there's a now there's a American remake, which almost apparently it, it 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 is not good apparently, and does away with um. What I heard, I heard it didn't, but that's I heard it. I heard it's the exact same plot, so like the story doesn't suck, but that they really shy away from all like the violence and stuff. And it's like, oh, the point of the movie. Well, and it is again, um, the French one is very violent just on reading yeah. what it's about. I have, I yeah. have three films I will not watch because I know my I had four, I watched one of them. So there's I, I love horror, but I, I do have a, a stopping point. So yes. this Martyrs is on that list. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I like movies that are fun. This movie walks right up to the line of not being fun anymore and kind of like dances around it. Um, at least like torture porn, like everybody making it is clearly having a good time. I don't think anybody who made Martyrs was having a good time. No, not at all. <laughs> and I, but I, I, for the movie, I think that was the point. Yeah. You know, so like I get it. It's just not for me. It wasn't even like what I that what I saw wasn't well made. I'm just like, I'm set. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all good. Unless like we're get someone's gonna pay us to watch it for the podcast. Plug, plug, plug. I will sell out. Um, <laughs> I'm probably never gonna watch Martyrs all the way through. <laughs> yeah. And we have not covered any of those types of movies on this podcast. So Yes. I but know. I think now that we've really kind of made our way through a lot of like the more mainstream horror movies, especially closing out Oscar month, um, things get darker from here, Zach and listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This was, I want to thank you, Kai, because I think this was a great way to say, like, no, no, no. That horror movie that, like, your friend who likes horror but, like, only likes, like, campy slashers tells you, no, horror's not really like that. Some horror is. Yep. And uh, we're going to get into it. So <laughs> be ready, everybody. You definitely overhyped this one. This I, I was still laughing and having a good time with this one. Yeah, I mean, this one still has a pretty good time with its premise. I think, like, Alexander Aja po post this actually mostly makes movies that are like kind of a, a good time for the most part 
outside of like i did want to mention that because he i i do think he's a good filmmaker i just pulled his filmography let me pull it back up um he's he made crawl which was maybe my favorite horror movie i saw last year yeah i've watched crawl four times already like (laughs) recently everybody a bunch of people told me like crawl is all right and then i watched it and i was like this movie fucking rules (laughs) is that the crocodile one it's the crocodile one that i was like oh this movie probably does suck i'm like ready to be disappointed and i was like this movie is the best Apparently, it was Quentin Tarantino's favorite movie of 2019. That makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. See, the funny thing is, but, I didn't, I didn't know about him. So, like three years after this film comes out, he did the Hills Have Eyes remake, which is good. It's really which good. is good, and is is bloody film. Um, yeah. And that's like where I knew his name, and I remember it was like they got this French filmmaker to go make this American horror movie remake, and that was like yeah. when we started doing that too. It felt like. But he goes on to make Mirrors, which did pretty well in theaters, and then um, Piranha 3D. We'll just ignore that. <laughs> Horns. That movie's fun. Horns was like actually a really cool movie. I really like Horns, and it's kind of him stepping a little outside of horror and being like, I can make movies, guys. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's actually a really good story. And then he did some other stuff. Um, he's announced he's going to do Space Adventure Cobra. I'm going to have to stop everything I'm doing and see whatever the fuck that I is. I don't know what that is, but I'm excited. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Are but you yeah, going to turn down a chance to see a Space Adventure Cobra? No, no, <laughs> of course not. That's like the same level of cool as like Switchblade Romance. Like, yeah, that's just cool yeah. shit. Yeah, just let him name all his movies. Yeah, yeah, because clearly they keep changing them. All. Well, no, but in France, the movie was called Hot Tension. It was just high tension in French. So. Yeah. <laughs> let the British marketing team rename all your movies. Well, <laughs> 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 so yeah. So all right, let's. I think closing thoughts. I mean, Zach, what did you think of this movie and your introduction to the new French extremity? I mean, essentially what I said at the beginning, I was just like <laughs> laughing at the dubbing and like, oh, this is, this is like fun where you're watching it. I, I will say this is the funnest I've had watching a horror movie with you in a while. Yeah. Like, I feel like some of the movies kind of got repetitive a little bit, but this was the newest experience I've had with horror in a while. So that's been nice. But the twist definitely gave gave a bad bad taste in my mouth after watching yeah. this kai do you have any closing thoughts on the film and perhaps like what you think it means for horror i don't know what it means for horror like i said i have a soft spot for the film because of when i saw it and what it did for me which would be like a gateway into french films mm-hmm. or french horror films and i totally had a, a crush on the girl from the cranberries so like i, I was <laughs> really enjoying this film for that reason I, I thought it was interesting i think it's like i said it's a fun 90 minute watch like if you want to just it's a good background horror movie like it's if, a great if, 80 minute watch yeah just there you go 10 minutes early and you'll be Fair like enough. <laughs> but I, I don't know what effect it had on on the the genre other than it gave us a good horror director and it also yeah. like for me was a gateway to something else which was like kind of what i was hoping for zach yeah i think i'll definitely appreciate this movie more if we watch more movies because like i definitely appreciate halloween way more after we watch all the other slashers yeah I, I think this movie really helped set the tone for horror in the 2000s. Um, right right down to its editing style, we kept joking about, like, this movie looks like 2002. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think, like, this movie and Saw, the way that they are shot and edited, accidentally invented the mid-2000s. Like... Yeah. <laughs> so... Have you guys done Saw? No. We have not yet, but I really oh, love that movie. You're good. Saw, the first Saw film is a brilliant movie. The first Saw rules. Yes. Like. And then there's and then the other ones are what they are. 
They two just, is two is still pretty good. Two's pretty good. Three's not bad. I'll Three watch them all. Fine, and they get and then they kind of fall off. Yeah. Yeah. But but everyone that calls Saw a horror movie, it's it's actually something more akin to like uh, Silence of the Lambs. It's just a good like thriller with horror aspects. I, I think it's a it's a horror thriller. Yeah, that yeah. would fit that genre. It, it, it is a mashup. That is why I feel like you can include things like. Uh, Let's say Cape Fear. I swear to fucking God. Like Cape Fear, which I think is a horror thriller because of the last act of it. Fair enough. He, where it goes he, oh, full yeah, slasher. Oh, yeah, that's right. He does yeah. turn into a slasher at the end when he's like all burnt. It goes full slasher. He starts playing with like more openly horror iconography, you know, but the, the same way that like an, another Scorsese movie. Um, oh, crap. Why can't I think of the name of it all of a sudden? Yeah. Uh, we, we had duly appointed federal marshals. Shutter oh, Island. Um, yeah. Sh- Shutter Island is a cop procedural and a horror movie. You know, it, it's a mashup. I've not seen Don't Spoil. Supernatural thriller. Love that movie. It's probably like top 10 Scorsese for me. No. So. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. <laughs> Controversial opinion. Only out of your goddamn pocket. I love it. Only it's out a, of your pocket. It's not his best movie. It's just a personal choice. Do you know what I mean? There's a difference between those two things. When you said top so, 10. That I like. Like, for my personal, if I was going to rank his best movies, like best made, it probably wouldn't be on there. But I've seen 1984's top 10 Spielberg. No, it's not like it's I'm not, just, I'm it's just not kidding. Yeah, no, <laughs> what is a good movie? <laughs> okay, it's like seeing the terminal. No, because again, one is a good movie. Fair enough. <laughs> it's like saying, trying to think of like a one of like the middle. Eight. It's like saying Hook is the best Spielberg movie. It's like I mean, it's good, but see, yep. oh, again. I would put it in my top 10 personal, like, do I like it Spielberg movies, but it is not one of the 10 best films that Spielberg has Again, that statement is also wrong, Matt. You need yeah, to I'm with, Zach, take us away. I'm with Kai on this one, Matt. <laughs> this is Kai makes Zach watch horror movies now, sorry. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're new best friends. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Hey, um, can I just kick a few more films like that I want to tell people to check out? Yeah. Okay. For the French stuff. Frontiers is probably the go-to for like the when it starts getting really bloody. You want to see the really bloody one? Check out Frontiers. Inside is a creepy ass one about a pregnant woman on the oh, verge so of giving birth, and a woman shows up outside with scissors and wants to cut the baby out of her. It's bloody as well. I also have been a really big fan of this movie forever, and thought that it's called uh, Them. And if you, I think the French version is called Ills or something like that. And it's the it's basically The Strangers, which came out two years after that film. Huh. Um, it's three kids showing up outside, terrorizing a couple in a house, but it's creepy as shit the way it's awesome. done. And the uh, end crawl that goes up with the words at the end, at the end of the film uh, creeped me out even further. So um, it's one I stumbled across in like a Hollywood video once and just watched it, and it was awesome. So Nice. Those sound like, like good recommends, man. And then you guys got to go down the like the Australian hole. You got to go do Wolf Creek. You got to go do all the Japanese stuff. Love a little exploitation, man. Yeah. So you got to get out there. You got to get. You guys got to be travelers. Come on, movie travelers. <laughs> I think we're gonna make that more of a goal this time around, right, Zach? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not on the podcast anymore. We'll decide that. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, speaking for myself at least this has been a blast and we'd definitely love to have you on again yes for any other horror movies anytime no fuck that (laughs) no i would actually i would actually love to no i have i would like you guys to go do another run i'll come back whenever you'll let me believe me i love talking about films but uh there's some films i'd like to introduce you to still so please if i could get another crack at it that'd be really cool please we'd love to have you back man absolutely well, right. uh, on that note, uh, Kai, anything you want to plug? Tell people where they can find you. 
uh, kaibparker.com, K-A-I-B-Parker.com. That's where I have all my art and a link to my shop. Um, you can see all that horrible stuff. And then um, please listen to the MILFcast, the Man of the podcast. We have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram, MILFcast, Twitter. I don't think we're doing Twitter. We do our individuals there. Um, and, you know, all that stuff. Um, we're on uh, podomatic.com slash MILFcast. And that's it. It's a cool show. Zach's going to come on. I may even invite your friend if he doesn't say anything dumb between now and the end of the show. Hook just isn't the top 10 of Spielberg movies. Oh, all right, Matt. All right. That, but it's in my top 10 in my heart. You have Those heart. two different things. <laughs> I could put on Hook right now, watch it, love it, everything about it. Me too. Don't, don't need to rank it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, Matt, we're gonna we're gonna skip you. We're not telling people where right, to find you. This, this. <laughs> but what were you gonna say, Kay? Nobody listens to plugs, so it doesn't matter. We can do what we want right here. <laughs> anyway. No, that's good. I said something, you started talking because it was quiet, and then I feel bad. So please proceed, Matt. <laughs> Tell people where they can find you and your weird opinions. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me just about everywhere as I draw paintings or on uh, Twitch. You can find me drawn every week. Just drop the S. I'm dr- I drop painting on there. And you can also find my Facebook artist, artist page, Matt Mears. Zach, where can everybody find you? You can just find me on Instagram at Zach Shirk. And like Kai said, I'll be on his show. So check that out whenever it comes out. Hey. Yeah. And hanging out with his new best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to come up and ask for autographs. We're cool with it. Will do. And on that note, Alex, no. As the Vox fades, we thank you for listening to this bizarre journey into cinema. If your morbid curiosities hunger for more, you may summon our horror bros at MattMakeZack.com, on Twitter and Instagram at MacMakeZack, or if you dare, say George Lucas three times into a mirror for a visit from our phantom menaces. You may now return to your mortal plane of existence. Until next week, as Matt makes Zack sit through another chilling apparition. Mwahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahah